and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way program. I'm Apostle, we welcome you, my co-host, Apostle Calvin Cook, and myself, I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. We welcome you to this program, and we ask that you push the buttons and send and get your friends and your family and your enemies and all of those people on this day because they're home from work, banks are closed, and all of these other kinds of things here in the United States. And we want you to join us because Apostle Calvin is going to continue to talk about the tabernacle being lived out. And we're actually on part 37. We haven't even gotten to 120 yet. Um, any rate, before uh, I say any more, I want to welcome my co-host and baby brother, Apostle Calvin Cook. Come on. Come on in. Where are you? <laughs> I don't know. You'll be disappearing on me. Oh, my gosh. Joe Henry, make him appear. And, and I don't want to, we can't do no abracadabras here, but make him appear on the screen. Hello. Hello. Okay. He's stuck. Okay. All right. So Apostle Calvin, even in uh, acting like radio right now, because we don't let anything stop us. What are we going to talk about today while he gets you unstuck? Well, uh, hello. Uh, we can and, hear you. Uh, good afternoon. Praise God. There are man. Amen. I was there all the time. Uh, we'll talk about, I'm going to talk a little bit about. Say that uh, again. There I'm at. Is that what you said? No, I, I'm, I'm not from the country. No, I said, uh, I was going to talk about the coverings today uh, and finish that up a uh, couple of things. Uh, I thought we needed to complete uh, from last time I was with you. Also, uh, I also was um, wanted to look at to get more. I think because the tabernacle isn't something that everybody talks about or studies or had an opportunity to learn. Uh, I want to talk about why. A little bit more today maybe take a couple minutes to to put some uh background uh, about the types and shadows how god operates see most people don't know that the whole bible is full of types and shadows symbols and types uh that's how it was written and so i want to i want to talk about that in a minute uh just just for education's sake that the bible is full of pictures and god uses this uh, the type of a technique called show and tell methods for teaching his people. Moses' tabernacle is the basis of all biblical typology. The first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, which are known as the Pentateuch, uh, the Torah or the law, are almost entirely typical and many other parts of God's word abound with types. This was our Lord's earthly method of teaching. Jesus often used types to illustrate his teachings. In John 3.14, he makes a statement, and it, I thought it was relevant. He says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, he's not talking about 
physically lifting him up. He's he's using types to show that in that particular verse where the serpent was being lifted up, uh, judgment had come against the people of God. And so they had to uh, make a, uh, he had them do something. If he lifted up that, then the bites of the serpents would not take their lives. And so they were symbolic. And so there's a lot of that in, uh, in the tabernacle. And if you just ignore it, you won't, it just puts a blemish on the picture of Christ. You can't see him clearly. And you can tell we don't see him clearly because we don't serve him according to the word of God. We serve him according to organizational bit. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that, but there's a way to serve God in true holiness and righteousness. Uh, amen. That works. That actually causes transformation uh, if we adhere to it. Now, I, and one of, a couple more things too. I, the, the word type, and I'm gonna get, it, said, it means a foreshadowing of that which takes place in a natural realm uh, pointing to an anti-type substance or reality of the spiritual realm. Compare the Greek word tupos, which means a die as struck or a stamp or scar by analogy, a shape or a statue, figuratively, a type of resemblance, specifically a sampler, a model for imitation, for instance, uh, rendered in the King James uh, version of the Bible for an example. He tells us in First Corinthians, he says, I wrote this stuff about Moses and the Red Sea and all that for your example, that you would have something to look back at and get a foothold on your, see, I don't think if you don't look back, you can't get a foothold on your forward journey. In other words, uh, it says in the Old Testament, the New Testament lies hidden. But in the New Testament, the Old Testament is lies open and revealed. This is why you can't throw out the old or you'll never be able to see what was hidden for us that God wants to reveal. Are we all right now? Okay, I'm getting out of there. But I just so many things people say, why are you using type? Because that's how Jesus talks. That's how he teaches. That's how he, he used parable. He used all kinds of things. His main uh, thing was not education. His main thing was revealing who he was so that we could regain and recapture our identity. We went into this educational thing. and uh, I'm not against it. Please believe me. I'm somewhat educated. Uh, uh, but I don't, education has not brought me closer to Jesus. That's all I'm going to say to you. It just makes me more, I, I'm like the Pharisees in education because they were the ones that, that had to memorize the first books of the law. I mean, but for, when, during their early years of life, they had to memorize that. And, and But when the word of God himself confronted them, even in all of their study and all of their intelligence, they couldn't recognize them. And a lot of times today, We've overstudied our ability to see him. I'm going to say that one more time. We have overstudied. So if he showed up, we couldn't see him. We wouldn't recognize him because we thought that's how he went. But he reveals us through revelation, through, through, through the son reveals, uh, Holy Spirit reveals the son to us. And see, that's what I think is uh, one of the missing links. Anyway, can we go on now? Uh, I want to I want to start in a very uh, matter of fact, I'm going to skip uh, all this other stuff I had and I'm going to go right to Exodus chapter 40. And. Uh, 
He's given everybody the wisdom to put the tabernacle together, to use the gold, to use the silver, to use the different material, the cloths, the precious stones for the epod. Uh, the uh, elaborateness of the candlestick was made out of one talent of gold without any things. It was one whole piece. Incredible. No one can do that. I can't, it had bowls and dishes and it. Uh, that that was a master craftsman that did that. Uh, and everything that was done was done specifically according to what was going on in heaven. That's what I want you to see. None of these things in the tabernacle reflect any work of the earth. There are no works of men's hand. Everything that you see laid out there in the tabernacle was heaven's idea of presenting Christ that heaven would look, in, a, in other words, through these types and shadows that I spoke to you earlier about, God wants to reveal his son, and he used the tabernacle as the first, since Adam's fall, was the first revealing of the kingdom of God on the earth. And He his place of, of revealing was the desert, uh, in Sinai desert, uh, when he brought the people out of, of Egypt. He brought them out and he put down a picture of the body of Christ, the church, uh, come on, everything that had to do with the end time, everything had to do with redemption, everything had to do with the fall, everything had to do with uh, discipleship, getting us back. The growth processes are all laid out. In other words, heaven's idea that he told the disciples, when you pray, pray that what? That the kingdom come because the only answer to world's problems today are in the kingdom or in the heavenly realm. Man in the earth cannot, man in the earth has caused their problems. They certainly don't have the ability to solve them. If they don't, amen. You can see that they don't. They've gotten worse and worse and worse. So heaven's idea to bring the kingdom of God into the earth and to bring a balance into the earth where the father and his will would be done and the kingdom of God would be expanding was for the kingdom of God to come. And it's come, it's here. And now we're trying to teach people and, and, and all over the nation what it looks like when the kingdom was here. And what God did to help us do that, he presented us the tabernacle. Now, I'm going to read out of Exodus. I want to show you something that's so powerful to me when I read this. I get I get fired up because uh, I, I see so many people struggling with church systems, uh, uh, denominational systems, uh, uh, growth, no discipleship systems. You create these Frankenstein monsters in the church. Without the proper governance, uh, uh, you can't have one leader. Your people, you mess your people up. He told the man of God, oh, this fires me up. He told that man of God, he says, he says Moses, this is not good what you're doing to the people. This is Jethro. He said, you're not, this is terrible what you're doing. You're trying to be the one man show. You're trying to be the and he said, we, he said, watch this. He says, call unto yourself 70 other elders, leaders, and uh, I will anoint them with the same anointing that you have. In other words, there won't be no uh, a chief apostle and super bishop, uh, archbishop. It won't be none of that because everybody that has the anointing on them is equal in my sight. There is nobody above you, and you're not above anybody, Moses. I'm the only king in this thing here. Amen. And so he, he straightened all this hierarchy stuff up. That's what he wants us to see. We have to get off our high horse, take your robes off, 
Take all the rings off your finger. Get off your horse because God never wanted you elevated. He wants you to smell just like the people yet you are shepherding and the ones that you're leading. He doesn't want you to be elite or above or think that you're entitled for greater glory because all of the glory and all of the gifts and all of the callings and all of the titles, they are supposed to be given to us to give him glory. Now, let me show you this thing here. Now, watch this. I'm in Exodus 40, and, 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 and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Now, on the first day of the first month, thou shalt set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. So now they got all the pieces are built, the candlesticks built, the t- everything's built, everything's ready, but the tent's not set up. The body of Christ is not ready for the glory of God to be revealed in them. He tells them, look, he says, he says, set up, set it up, get the tabernacle ready because I want you to do something. And thou shalt put therein the ark. The first thing happens when we come born, we, we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the ark of the covenant. We receive the throne of God. And when we have the throne of God, he sits down in the throne in our hearts and the kingdom has come into the earth realm. Some of you are so crazy. You've been carrying the kingdom, and while you've been denying it all the time, you've been carrying the kingdom. When the kingdom going to come, we're going to go to heaven and get the kingdom. You don't have to go to heaven to get the kingdom. The kingdom, when you allow yourself to be born again, the kingdom of God came in you with the breath of the Lord. And your heart became his throne. Come on, and all the king needs is a throne to usher in his kingdom. Now, let me go on. Now, watch what he does. Now he gives us the order of how things should be now. Now that he's building from this model, he says, and thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony. Watch this. I never read, when I looked at this, I looked at it a hundred times. Today I saw it right for the first time. He said, thou shalt cover the ark with the veil. Wait a minute. If why I thought the veil was to separate the holy place from the most holy. He says, no. At the very beginning, I had to hide myself from the people of God until all the other pieces of the furniture were together because they could not confront me until they came through those processes. You understand that? So he says, cover, cover the ark with the veil. Now watch this. This is so powerful. He says, watch this. And thou shalt bring in the table and set in order the things that are to be set uh, uh, it set it in order, and thou shalt bring it. Now he says, bring in the table. Now I would have thought he would have brought in the candlestick first, but he didn't bring in the candlestick. He he says, listen to me. Before you start trying to see, you have to be related to those you've been jointly fitted with. So first, my presence, and my presence is supposed to bring you into fellowship with all the others that are in my presence. And then when I got you connectedly, jointly fitted together, then I bring you to the candle. And the next piece of furniture was the candlestick, the table, and the candlestick, and the lamps there. Now I'll let you be able to see your way to prayer. Because the next piece of furniture was the was the altar of golden altar of incense. Now watch this. Isn't it interesting? First, the presence. Second, the body of Christ in the presence. And when the body of Christ is in the presence, then the body of Christ gets the light. And when the body of Christ gets the light, then the body of Christ knows how to pray. 
But the prayer always comes out of the communion with the body. Because the prayer was never supposed to be about you. The prayer was supposed to be about what you detected in body life that needed to be prayed for for the saints. So he, gets, he begins to put this divine order together so we could see that he never wanted us scrabbling and begging for earthly things, but he wanted you to be the covering and intercessor for your brothers that were at the table. It's the face bread. It's the show bread. Then he gives you light. See, you. a lot of people got the light, but they have no love. This I told, I told our missionaries, not missionaries, I meant to say evangelists. I told them this and everybody else that was listening. Sometimes, and I say this to the ministers, we love ministry, we love our office, and we love the busyness more than we do the people. I'll go out there to slow that down. That, that train's running too fast here. I said we love what we do more than the people we do it for. We love to go out and tell the sinner, oh, God, love them. But you can't forgive the person sitting in the pew. And you have no, you don't have no tolerance for the inscrupulness of the people. Uh, you can't talk. You have no patience for anybody that's not perfect. But you can go on the street and get with the people stinking, hugging on them and tell them how much they love. But you can have no tolerance for the house of God. OK, uh, in that. OK, help me here. What does that look like? That looks like, okay, if you make a mistake or if you're wrong or if I have ought with you, then are you telling me that I need to deal with that and have a, a heart of forgiveness and a heart of generosity towards you before I go and try and deal with all of these people that I'm supposed to be ministering to? Because if I don't, then am I carrying the right spirit or am I carrying a wrong spirit? What is it that I'm carrying? Uh, I, I, you know, help, help us with that because I know that this is something that people that are listening to us, this is something that is confusing to them. Well, you just became a boy scout or a koana because they do good deeds too. But our deeds are connected to the love of God. First for, for, for our brothers and the, the, the household of God and our beloved brethren, they must, he said, the world will know that you're mine, not by what you give them out in the park or what, how many sleeping bags you pass out, but how you love one another. And a lot of times we are mission-minded and we have no patience for the people in the house. I've had missionaries, I sent missionaries around the world and they had no respect for me at all, but they knew I could raise funds. So mm -hmm. they came to me to raise that money. And sometimes I would raise 25000 20, just in one meeting to send them around the world. And then I asked them for accountability to act like they didn't even know who I was. What did you use? What'd you do with that money? And, and you know what I'm saying? And so we can love our mission and we can love our purpose and we can love the mission field. And we can love the foreign missions and disrespect the people in the house of God. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of that going on. Okay. Let me ask you this because the tabernacle was made of, um, I mean, we're talking about gold and we're talking about a whole lot of uh, uh, riches. It was it was made and it was designed so that the glory and, and, and all of this would be would be manifested. So are you saying and, and I'm just trying to get this clear for our for our audience, even though somebody wrote up here, somebody had the nerve to write up there. Lord, we pray for Apostle Cal when he is with Apostle Dr. Baker. Give him strength, Lord. 
So we pray his strength in the Lord. Do you, do you believe someone would write that? It's probably Apostle Edward that did that. But anyway, we'll excuse him. See, this is why we're no, that's why your love got to work in the house. That's what I was talking to you about. Let it yeah. work. Yeah, it's working. It's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> It's working. Okay. <laughs> but I, yeah, okay. That's the kind of thing that I, 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 even though I disagree with him totally, okay, and, and I know he's wrong, okay, but the thing is, is that my love is still working in the house. It's like I'm able to let him know he is wrong. And, 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 and gold thing, doctor, because it's important. You said there's a lot of gold and a lot of this. That wasn't, that has nothing to do with riches. That gold and that silver was covering wood. That's God's protection until we get changed. So he anoints us with gold. That's the deity of God. The silver is in the middle of redemption. The jewels that we have are the gifts of the spirit. So everything in the tabernacle has to do with protection, covering, Preparation to get you to a place of transformation. See, when we look at it, money cometh, money cometh. We 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 translate, but the Bible says even the streets of gold is no streets of gold. It's only one street, and it's translucent gold, translucent gold. In other words, you can see through this gold. You better not try to take it to the store. You're gonna get arrested. This is not the same kind of gold that we have down here. But we make heaven like the earth instead of the earth being like heaven. And that's why when we talk about gold, we think about money. But in the tabernacle, we find out that gold is the cover of divinity over humanity. And silver keeps humanity in redemption until he comes. Yeah, and all these other things they cover. Everything in the tabernacle is covering. They, they sprinkled the blood over every piece of furniture. They anointed it with oil, another covering. Everything they did represents covering. And then he comes back to this. Let me, let me ask you this last thing, okay? When he, uh, Because we're talking about riches, but we're not talking about riches like earthly riches are. Because, uh, uh, I mean, just correct me if, if I'm, I'm getting off. But he says the riches of his glory so that the riches of his glory can be seen through and uh, through our humanity. Or in other words, you're not looking at um, we're not looking at riches the same way that we look at riches, because um, as you just explained, that the the uh, jewels are are not the jewels that we go and wear rings and do things like that for. The gold is not the gold that, as you said, go and buy stuff with. But those are are are, are the riches of His glory. Those are the things that we should honor more than we would honor those things that we seem to be after is this what i'm is this what i'm hearing yeah that glory uh, is going to be revealed according to ephesians chapter uh, no hebrews 2 10 is that the earth is waiting for this type of glory to lift the burden of corruption off of it, it is only the glory of god that has the power to lift up the, the burden of corruption off the earth that's why the whole creation is waiting for the sons of god because there's a glory in revealing the sun. There's a glory of revealing the mature uh, person that's grown up in the image of God reveals a glory that the earth hasn't seen because uh, uh, 
we have not yet understood that the glory he wants to be revealed is not from one or two people. It's from the corporate body of Christ. And I think it's a corporate glory that the earth is waiting on, not another, uh, you know, somebody that has a healing ministry that's in the Crusades and and big auditorium. Those days are over for all that stuff. It didn't it didn't produce any sonship. It just produced icons and superstar Christians. But it did not. And many many of the people never got healed. So uh, and I'm not coming against. I'm just telling you, that was never God's will, because the will of God was for the leaders to teach all the people to do what they could do. All Everybody don't have those gifts, but I bet it's more than just one person got them. And we're supposed to be equipping people to reproduce the glory of God in the earth, not one or two people getting the glory like we've done. Look at the mess we got with the way we've done. Nobody wants to tell the truth. We got a hot mess. And and the only way to do that is come back to the original pattern and find out what this glory, how it was supposed to be functioning. And notice this, that until all this happened, until every piece of furniture where it was supposed to be, and everything was covered the way God said, and everything was done the way God said, he said, do it as I showed you on the top of that mountain. Then no glory show up. And the glory did show up. When they built the tabernacle, it became a Shekinah glory over the camp. Now, you can tell, I'm going to tell you something about this glory. Their feet didn't swell. Their clothes didn't get old. Nobody was sick. Come on. Uh, nobody ever broke the encampment and got inside. They came around and attacked. No one could get inside because there was a glory cloud. Huh? And there was a glory cloud in, in, the, in, in the most holy place over the top of the tabernacle. And there was a, over the mercy seat and there was a glory over the tent and the whole nation was covered with his glory. Matter of fact, if you read first Corinthians chapter 10, it says, and the whole nation went, they were baptized in the Red Sea and they were baptized uh, under God. So the whole nation, just like it says, one nation under God, that actually happened when they went through the Red Sea and came up. It was one nation under God. And when the Bible says, uh, uh, when it talks about if my people, it's not talking about the United States. Those are not his people. What's wrong with you crazy people? You got to be, you got to serve God to be his people. You can't kill babies and, and have men sleeping with men and, and doing, and, and then say you're his people. You, every time something get blown up, it's God bless America. But when everything's going good, you don't need God. No, he said, if my people, the ones that are born again into my kingdom, the ones that I that I brought in and gave my name and covered them with my divinity and gave them my redemption, if you call upon my name, I'll heal the land. That that's uh, see that is what's powerful. I believe it is not just the United States of America that does that. But every nation does that. Every nation. Africa does it. China does it. Uh, uh, every nation. When something is going on with them, uh, whether it be Israel, whether it be, I mean, whatever nation it is, right. so I think we took that from different nations and we started to uh, mimic that same thing. And we like we're the only nation. We're so arrogant. That's every nation. They think that they're, they they do. I mean, you look at all of the different things that they talk about. They talk about, I mean, you know, Japan talks about we were the ones that we're the only one. This nation talks about we're the only ones that have these atrocities and this is the only one. And it's every nation. And so all of it is, that's why he says, I bring you out of those nations and we have come out of time, but we will continue this when we come back again next week, when we're here to tell it like it is, 
the kingdom way. This is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and her co-host and baby brother, Apostle Calvin Cook. And so uh, we thank you. It's Praise God forevermore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.